Hello, and welcome to Cool Playlist. I'm Eliza Skinner, and this is my podcast where every episode we make a playlist for a specific life moment, event, or occasion, always with a special guest. And today we're making a playlist for This Steamship is Taking Me to an Exciting New Future with my guest, Paul F. Tompkins. Hi. Hi. I'm the person that just got mentioned. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. Good. How are good. you doing? I'm okay. I'm all right. Um, Let's get real. Okay. <laughs> I'm a mess. Oh, God, me too. I'm falling apart constantly. Ugh. Every kind of stress issue I could have, I have. I have to insert my own eyes every morning. They fall out. Um, mm, that is very stressful. That's a stress thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm replacing body parts constantly. I feel better about my situation now. Oh, good. Thank okay, you. that's what I feel like my place in most of my social groups is. Mm-hmm. Uh, why did you pick this topic? Because um, I gave you a few. I, yes, you did. Um, I like boats. Um, I like the idea of starting over. I like the idea of uh, traveling to do so because I think I I certainly did that at some point in my life, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that really it really spoke to me. It really spoke to me. The cool. the the drama of that of those changes, you know, where you um, I I don't think we're always aware of turning points in our lives that they are turning points, but Mm -hmm. sometimes you really are and you really know this is going to, things are going to be different after this. Yeah. 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 I feel like, um, very often, I mean, if there's a, a, a geographical change Mm -hmm. that helps, Absolutely. but otherwise I think I've missed a lot of them because there wasn't any music. Like for so many things, I thought, oh, well, like when I finally get um, like get, reach a certain level in comedy or mm-hmm. just general success or whatever, like there'll be swelling music right. that doesn't happen. Right, right, right. You just like go eat breakfast. You're, you're also not always lucky enough to have a song playing in the background when a, a change like that happens, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes it, it works out that way where you're like, man, this song always makes me think of this time when I did this thing. But a lot of times the big moments in your life are uh, soundtrack free. Yeah. They just happen. Yeah. Or there was a song there that was so inappropriate. You're like, I'm not gonna, My, your brain's like, we can just move on. With we don't this, need to hold on to this. Absolutely. With this playlist, there were, there were certain songs that, um, uh, I, had a, I had, when I moved to Los Angeles from Philadelphia, I had a friend who made me a mixtape that I listened to on the plane on the way over. I don't remember most of the songs, and the one that I do, it didn't mean anything to me. It was it was Black Hole Sun by Soundgarden. <laughs> like I don't care. <laughs> yeah, when I um when I graduated from college, I moved to London and I had all mm. my friend, all my roommates make me a mixtape yeah. so that when I missed each one of them, I could play that mixtape mm. and be like, oh, I'm That's visiting with my nice. little friend. That's very nice. Yeah. And actually one of those songs did end up on this playlist. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See? So like, I'm mining my life. Um, do you want to get into the playlist? Yeah, man. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. <laughs> okay. Uh, f- the first song is one of mine. Um, it is, I, I mean, it, it's, it's, a, it's, it's an obvious choice, but I think it's a well-earned choice. It's Take Me Home by Phil Collins. Because you're setting out. Absolutely. But wherever you're going to end up. That's right. That's going to be home. That's right. Because you're going to make it home. Yeah. Um, big Phil Collins fan. Not too proud to admit it. This song, I have no beef with Phil Collins whatsoever. <laughs> 
I think he 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 does his thing and he's not trying to hurt anybody. You know what I mean? And a, so many catchy songs, and this song in particular, I remember loving when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Like it was one of those. I had this album on vinyl. Mm-hmm. Uh, no jacket required, I believe. Sure. And I yeah. remember listening to this is like a song I would listen to uh, on the turntable in the dark. Wow. Yeah. Like where will my home be? I don't. Yeah. It, it really. It really made me like swell with emotion you know there i think was, he's great at that yeah absolutely he's a absolutely. real emotionally manipulative song <laughs> yeah, writer yeah. and i love it That's absolutely one of my favorite things yeah um yeah this was one that i had kind of forgotten about and then at one point just being really into some other phil collins i was like oh there's other stuff out there right and things that don't have terrifying spitting image um, video, music videos attached to them. What if he'd just done that for all his videos? I, I mean, I would have been like, yuck, and then I would have been like, no way to love it. Like, I've got a very love-hate relationship with spitting image. I'd love to see an Against All Odds with spitting image puppets. It, uh, <laughs> is one spitting image puppet watching another spitting image puppet drown? That's, that's, oh, wait, that's... That's, that's in the air that, tonight. Yeah. Uh, I'd already jumped to the next song. Um, so no one, one. It's a, uh, it's take a, a look it's at a, me now. Yeah, yeah, it's a spitting image. Um, Rachel Ward uh, and a spitting uh, image. A, a divorce. No is yeah, happening. exactly. And yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I have a. I think I saw them like too early, and and I think it upset me. And so my parents were like, mm, she doesn't have to look at that. But then it had, like sometimes when you just get a glimpse of something as a child, it burns into oh, your brain. Oh, it makes brain. it worse because yeah. it, you can't see the seams. Yeah. All you're left with is just the, it's like that face in the exorcist. It's just, you have this flash <laughs> on your brain. That's the most horrifying thing. But if you saw like, if you saw that person from the exorcist, just like walking around, <laughs> it would, like, oh, would demystify it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pizu or Zazu or something. That, that demon has a very disappointing name yeah. from the exorcist. I, I also, the exorcist didn't terribly speak to me. I had a problem. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a big, I love horror, but anything that had to do with like religion or devils, mm-hmm. I was like, come on now. Man, that let me tell you, silly. As, as a Catholic, as a former Catholic, that stuff was a terrifying. <laughs> if you were raised with religion, it yeah. was fucking, it was the worst thing that could happen. Any devil stuff. <laughs> it was, I had a You're friend. Like, I know for a fact this is possible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So no thank you. Exactly. <laughs> um, I had a friend, my, my best friend in high school, his parents were, like we were Catholic. Possessed? <laughs> Both of them. Isn't it weird? Oh no! Who's going to pick you up from school? Exactly. Uh, they were they were super. At least Catholic. you know how you're going to raise the kids. Okay, sorry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we were we were like Catholic, but and we went to we went to church, and and my parents sent us to Catholic school, but we weren't like there wasn't like a ton of religious iconography in the house. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We didn't talk about God yeah, all the time. You weren't showy about it. Yes, but, it was an understanding. Yeah, but his parents were. They had. Like religious statues all over the place. It was very serious and very heavy. And so I remember anytime being at his house at night, it gave me the creeps because of all the religious, because for some reason, it's all so creepy. Yeah. I equated that with, well, this is how the devil gets in. It always goes to the most religious places, (laughs) you know, and, you know, perverts all the the statuary Mm -hmm. that's around. Yeah. Because he's mad at it. He doesn't like it. He's like, oh, I see. So you like this guy? Yes. I'm going to put on a show. Exactly. Show you what you're missing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Show you what you're (laughs) missing. Was he he trying to get people to like him, the devil? 
I mean, probably. I think in a misguided way. Real, Don't you think he was like... Pretty clumsy. Like if people were like, you know what? You're a cool guy. Wouldn't the devil kind of back <laughs> off a little bit and be like, fair enough. Fair enough. It's just like every bully, really. Yeah. That they're looking for love and they're insecure. They don't like themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah. We figured out the devil. You're welcome. <laughs> Let's go to your first song. Yeah, man. So- M- my song. Mm-hmm. This one. To me, this is a this is a straight up classic. You know what, man? I come from a place. I, I left that place. I never looked back. Oh, man. You just grew a leather jacket. Yeah. It's so uncomfortable. <laughs> and I'm sorry for the noise. <laughs> Very squeaky. <laughs> <laughs> this is a song called uh, Won't Be Home by Old 97s. And I just feel like it just gets right to it. Mm-hmm. I was born in the backseat of a Mustang. A cold night and a hard rain. Yeah. And the very first song that the radio sang was I Won't Be Home No More. Like, I'm done with where I am. Goodbye. <laughs> I said I'm goodbye to you. I'm moving. I, that's right. I'm always moving. That's right. Don't think you're going to nail me down. Also, I'm moving. Also, I'm mad about it. So <laughs> Don't bring don't, it up if we're trying to have a light lunch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, off of uh, Drag It Up from mm-hmm. 2004. Yeah. Um, I don't know that much about the old 97s. Are you a big fan of it? I'm a big a... fan, yeah. And I they they just have these they have a, they have such a, a variety of songs that's all their sound, but um they have these really hard driving songs, they have these sweet songs, they have like songs that feel very traditionally kind of outlaw country and they have songs that feel very modern and poppy and but it all it never feels like they're trying on outfits. You know what I mean? Yeah. It like always feels like replicating yeah. an old timey thing. It's exactly. like they, they're bringing their own twist to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh Red Miller is the is the lead singer and the main songwriter and and I love his lyrics and his he's a very he's an extremely passionate performer um, and singer. Great to see live if you ever get a chance, either solo or with the ninety sevens. And um, yeah, so like songs like this are like they will. I feel like this is one of those songs that I will take another lap around the block if it's on in my car. I want to. I want to hear it till the end, even though I've heard it a million times. Yeah, you know, it's like, like it's like once you get into it, you don't want to get out of it. You yeah. know, until it tells you that it's over. Is this the kind of song that like makes you feel cool? Yeah, because that's usually the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I'm in the car, I'm like, oh wait, I'm a, I'm cool right yeah. now. Yeah, I'm gonna the, hang out here. And- like the protagonist of this song, I have zero in common <laughs> with. Right, but it it makes you. It I feel like it definitely makes you feel like that person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what what types of moves have you had in your life? You came from Philadelphia out here, yeah, and then you went back to New York, and then yeah, I I moved from Philadelphia to Los Angeles in in '94, and then after I'd lived here for uh, a while, um, I in what year was it? It was uh, it was ten years ago now, 2008. I moved yeah. to New York for a job, and uh, you know it was one of those things where the job was going to last for at least a year and you you think well it's not going to last exactly a year obviously it'll go on longer than that it lasted a year (laughs) um but i had one of those that lasted four months (laughs) so you got me beat that was supposed to last at least a year oh yeah 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 oh it's a hit show we're starting we're moving it to a flagship network that we're starting you know how people love looking at new networks yes Um, love it yeah it's going from weekly to nightly four months but yeah I turn on the TV every day and I'm like, what are the new networks? I'm just going to flip around and see what I find. Yeah. 
I wonder what the badminton station has become now. <laughs> oh, does True TV have a fourth network now? <laughs> yeah, that's Fun. Right. Um, yeah, so, so, you know, those kind of... This song actually speaks pretty well to that experience of, you know, after being set in a place for a long time because I made that first move when I was 25 and that even that felt like a little late to me to be making such a big move but it's like now I realize that's absurdly young you know mm-hmm. um oh yeah I remember so, crying because I turned 25 yeah. I was like I'm old now I'm old now and that's that for me <laughs> <laughs> but I was you know, by by the time the New York thing came up, I was a, a grown up and I was in a serious relationship. And it was one of those things where it's like, do you come with me or do we see each other on the weekends or a couple times a month or what happens? And she came with me and, and it ended up being like the greatest proving ground for our relationship, you know, because it, we were going we had just moved in together and then we went from you know, the space that you, you can have in Los Angeles to the space that you are assigned in New York. Oh, when my friends visit from New York, I proudly show them my closet. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I have a closet. 100%, yeah. <laughs> like if I want that sweater, I don't have to get out a ladder. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, or open the, the, the bed up. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. friends with these beds that yeah. you would lift up and your stuff is underneath. Oh, yeah. God. Um, so, so like... A thing like that after you're kind of setting your ways a little bit and, you know, a a big move like that is kind of, it's not so much, it's not so much scary as it is, it's frustrating. Like, oh, I got to learn a new place and I got to, you know, and I got to figure stuff. out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so there, there were times where, uh, uh, you know, a song like this was, was very much, you know, humming through my veins. Yeah. And my, yeah. Yeah. You long for that, like, oh, I, my life, I just can throw a bag in the car yeah. and go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that easy. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, yeah, that's me. Okay, <laughs> now to call the movers. <laughs> and the storage space. Let's check these ratings. the subletter. Right. And, yeah. But let's look at the reviews, not just the stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, 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 no. <laughs> what else did they review? Um my next song is actually from one of those mixes. Um, it's Rocky Mountain High by John Denver. Oh, <laughs> is that a good Absol- Yes, okay, absolutely. Good. Um, man, this song spoke to me hard. Yeah. Walking around London. Yeah. Born in the summer of my 20th year. Right. <laughs> coming home to a place I'd visited a couple of times before. <laughs> um, it really, like, those, those mixtapes soundtrack that. Mm-hmm. It was a weird move for me. Like, I... I had planned most of my life to move to London as soon as like all the official school stuff was done. <laughs> all the all the plans other people lay out for you are done. Yeah. Because um, I have dual citizenship. But I did not know anybody there mm-hmm. in, in the city or the country. Yeah. So I just moved to a whole new country and was real lonely. Yeah. I, w- I worked in, a, in an office with... I think three middle-aged men who were married, lived outside of the city. Mm-hmm. So they weren't going to be my pals. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and that, so on the weekends, I would like go to pubs and be like, hi. And people would hear my accent and be like, go home and tell your president to fuck himself. <laughs> and I'd be like, fair enough. And I do agree. Um, it, was, it was really hard making friends. Because, um, you know, you usually make friends with your at your job, your classes. And I didn't know about comedy. Mm-hmm. 
And so I would look in Time Out, New, Time Out London mm-hmm. and find the only listings for, thing, for something that um, was participatory that I could go to was poetry readings. So I would go to poetry readings, mm-hmm. poetry slams, sure, and uh, meet very weird people. One hundred percent. Yeah. Did you do poetry at these poetry slams? I didn't. You never did. I was not into poetry. Right. But I was like, I don't know. People can get up and do stuff, mm-hmm. and like, mm, let's see. Because because I, I I would also I, w- I would go to theater. I would go to music, and that is so you're yeah. so isolated. Yeah. You're just sitting in your little seat and you're enjoying it, but you're definitely not interacting with people. So I was like, what can I do where I interact with people? And I had done improv, and I was like, right. maybe it's like improv. It's not. Right. <laughs> what about karaoke? The empty orchestra. I don't think that was really big there then. I wish. I think they I would go just to, got it. I would go to I, I would go to discotheques. <laughs> oh sure, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and and get my Malibu and pineapple because I didn't know how to drink, and someone told me that was the drink. Right. Um, <laughs> Who told you that? <laughs> I don't know. Some other twenty year old. Malibu was, and pineapple. Yeah, this is the really grown oh, up. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could taste it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, it was it was a great time. But again, um, walking around listening to Rocky Mountain High. Feeling yeah. like, yeah, I'm John Denver. I'm yeah. climbing a mountain here <laughs> and clap them. And and a pretty American choice as well. You yeah, know? like like definitely uh, like a person maybe you don't think about that much, but when you're in a foreign land and you hear that voice, you're like, yes, that you are you America. are America, John Denver <laughs> for sure. Yeah, <laughs> let's go to your song. Let's your do song. it. Um, <laughs> yeah. This song, okay, so if the first song is, my first song is, I'm done with this place, mm-hmm. and I'm getting out of here, mm-hmm. I feel like this song is when you when you board the steamship. Yeah. And you sort of, so you've calmed down after the initial passion of, you know, the inciting incident that has caused you to leave. So I'm out of this life. Yes. And you're like, I'm going to go to my exciting new life. Then you feel a sense of peace because... You know, you're actually beginning the journey and you're actually doing it. You're following through with the thing that you said. And so, gotta go with Change is Gonna Come by Sam Cooke. Mm. Pulling away from the port. Ah, the, the seagulls. That's right. Flying in the distance. That's right. You see the fancy people. You don't mind them. You're gonna be one of them. <laughs> Maybe you are one. Maybe you're a fancy guy. And you're looking at the the, the steerage mm-hmm. like wow what lives do they lead well I'll be blending here on this boat unless there's some disaster in which case I will get on a lifeboat first yes yeah. they, they they will all die I'm Billy Zane in this scenario so mm-hmm. who I mean <laughs> it is not as bad as he just he, he, she didn't like him eh, was he really that bad he did abduct a child to save did his own life. Oh though, yeah, he grabbed end. a kid. Well, in that melee, everything was going yeah, crazy. I mean, it, it, to uh, for most of the movie, it's just like, oh, this is just a bad relationship, yeah. you know. But then at the very end, it's like that's when like, you're like, oh, definitely guy. go with DiCaprio. He really made up for it in the end. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not good. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, okay. Hmm. Yeah, but I mean, every, who who among us wouldn't grab a kid? Oh no, I would situation. do it, and I will do it. <laughs> I mean, to me, the true madness in that uh, that section of Titanic was uh, the idea of staying and playing in the band. Yeah, 
Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we all like music. We're all committed to our craft, but... <laughs> You're not going to try? Yeah, You're exactly. just going to assume, like, Man, yeah. we probably won't make it. I mean, I think in some sort of disaster situation, I would be just a maniac. I think I, I, think I would either <laughs> sit down and go catatonic and wait to die instantly, mm-hmm. or just punching people in the face, even if it wouldn't help me. Yeah. Just complete insanity. I, I think about that often. Do you? About how I would be in a, of course, I'd, I'd like to think that I would be somewhat helpful, yeah. but um, oh, I don't know. We, we just, if there I was ended just... up somewhat helpful, <laughs> I would be so proud of You'd myself. You'd be telling that story forever. Absolutely. <laughs> and I was somewhat helpful. I, I think, <laughs> wow, that would be, a, that would be shocking. There was that just that that story in the news about the woman who almost got sucked out of the airplane. What? You didn't hear about this? No. This happened just the other day. Okay. This woman was, it was I, I believe, it was a Southwest flight. Sorry to blow up your spot, Southwest. But <laughs> the an engine blew and the window blew out. And she just a started regular get, window or like a like a escape window. I don't think it was an escape window. Okay, so this could be anyone. It might, well, any it, of us at any moment. For it to be, it must have been the 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 exit window because otherwise you would be in very little danger unless you were very small <laughs> of getting stuck <laughs> out that window. But she but she started to get. She was like halfway out the window, and the and the other passengers were pulling her back in. And I immediately thought, like, oh my god, I hope I would pull the person back in. <laughs> Yeah. I hope I wouldn't just freak out and just be useless. Yeah. I, gosh, me too. I mean, I really do feel like my my base level would just be like, no, no, something's happening. <laughs> something's happening. And just like screaming for other people to fix it. But maybe I would surprise miss, myself. Miss. <laughs> Stop doing that. <laughs> Stay inside the plane. Um, but you're really making me rethink my affinity for window seats. Uh, clearly, window seats are not... The choice to make. I'm an aisle guy all the way. Really? <laughs> for a variety oh, of reasons. yes. Yeah. I've heard about this. I've heard about You're an aisle monster. I'm an aisle monster, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, okay, so I know, I believe from Twitter, <laughs> yes. that you and your wife uh, will pick adjoining aisle seats yes. instead of sitting next to each That's other. That's right, yes. Which is a bold and um, uh, uh, confident choice. Mm-hmm. This is in a in a three-seat row situation. Sure, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, you're not a two-seater. will sit next to each other, of course, yes. Um, okay, so I was on a flight recently mm-hmm. with a three-seater middle row. Or maybe it was four-seater. No, it was three-seater. Um, and I was in the middle section mm. of the middle one. Mm. What a nightmare. The worst. I had family. Uh, there was a family sitting around me, one on the aisle to my right, one on the aisle to my left, one in the aisle across from them, and then in front of them, two more, and then in front of them, two more. So two, four, six, They're seven. They're all on the aisle. Seven people, one family, all in aisle seats. Does this seem like it crosses a line to you, or would you, are you still like, these are my, this is bold, and I, I support it? Uh, I, I gotta say, <laughs> I don't know how to feel about it, because it is, it is, at the very least, it's bold. Right. At the very least. Seven people. Yeah. And it must be planned. There's no oh, way. Yeah, you don't it roll the planned. dice and end up. That's with just that. like, no huh? Way. Look how this ended up. Yeah. The, the the thing, the only thing that bothered me was that they were talking over me. That I was in between yeah. two of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I hadn't been talk, talking over me, and I had just seen it was like six people up along an aisle, I yeah. would have been like, "Well, look at you, tricky people." <laughs> Wait, none you of have them figured something out. None of them were in windows. None of them. Huh. Not a single window seat. I feel like. To split, that that's not as egregious as if they were to split aisle and window 
and then have strangers in between them for a few rows. That's sort of like you're being an asshole. Yeah. No, you know? they split aisle and aisle and had me the yeah. stranger in between them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that huh. feels like, come on, guys. I, f- I feel like just the two of us, that's not so bad. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that, and that's why I, the, why I, I, I was interested in your opinion. Like, yeah. where where is the line? Two? There is a line. I think we all understand. There is a line, yes. Seven? Yeah, Seems yeah, like yeah. a lot. I also, but here's, a, here's I come back to this though. Mm-hmm. Things being as they are, Mm. you can plan your trip. Mm. And so when, like, there was a couple that got on, and we were sitting aisle to aisle, my wife and I. This couple got on, and they said, do you want to switch so that you can sit next to each other? And we said, no, we don't. Well, and also, you are sitting next to each other. Yeah. There's just exact, a drink in between. That's you. exactly <laughs> right. So I feel like, well, you could have done the same thing that we did, which is pick your seats ahead of time, which, by the way, I highly recommend, mm-hmm. you know. Of course, well, you never know. Now it costs like $25. Yeah, I mean, people. Sometimes $60. Yeah, it, so it, it could be that people, that the, these people missed a flight or something. And so this was the, this they got these seats assigned to them or whatever. Mm-hmm. But we were just sitting in, we weren't sitting in like any fancy seats. It was just regular old seats that were aisle to aisle. And that's it. And I feel like. Every American has the ability to do this. <laughs> it's true. And with that, Sam Cook. <laughs> I just suddenly realized, like, oh, I'm not doing any justice to the story of Sam Cook. Shot and killed at 33. Ooh. Final words, lady, you shot me. Really? Yeah. Wow. It was a it was a female security guard at this hotel, hotel. where he was staying, and he ran out. And here in L.A.? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she shot him. <laughs> he said, lady, you shot me. And that was it. Oof. Yeah. Well. <laughs> but what a voice and what a yeah. What a song. I love this song. And it's one of those songs that gets used in things a lot, and I never mind it. Yeah. I never I never feel like, okay, I don't need to hear this song again. I could hear it anytime. Yeah. And this was a um this was a uh, well, I mean, and first of all, yeah, he's like influenced so many people. Mm-hmm. Um, what would soul or R&B be without Sam Cooke? Mm-hmm. But in also this playlist, I had a real hard time not just picking totally overused soundtrack songs. I know, yeah. I have some, but like, oof, I, I had to be a little strict with myself. They were, I had the same, I had the same issue. Uh, they they are, uh, they're very effective and, and they are used a lot for a reason. And if you're doing any kind of story about a person, especially a biopic, mm-hmm. you need a, a start and a stop and a big move, <laughs> especially if there's a steamship involved. Yeah. That's a good start or stop. Yeah, Probably start. I think start. Yeah. I think start. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, for our movie, definitely a start. Um, so my next song is Learn to Fly, Learning to Fly by Tom Petty mm-hmm. and the Heartbreakers. Both of them. All of them. Oh, they're together. Yeah, this is like a combo. Yeah, this was all of them. It was, it was not just Tom Petty. It was a, him and the a team up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> from Into the Great Wide Open, uh, from 1991. Yeah, I started out down a dirty road. I'm still flirting with the idea of the ship at this point. Like, I haven't gotten into full on water travel with these songs you're on your way to the dock yes yes and the road well, is filthy and it's a metaphorical road isn't it mm. Mm. that uh, like a kiwanis club cannot adopt to clean up yes no because it can't get clean after That's what's right. happened to it you know 
What? It's that kind of road. What happened to this road? It had a hard start, but it gave what it had to to get where it needed to go. Um, yeah. So I felt like there was actually a lot of Tom Petty available songs for this theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I feel like he's a real like, hey, man, not working out. Hit the road. Yeah. 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 Need something new? Hit the road. Yeah. And, and um, also the, the quality of his voice is very... Um, is very world weary and is very much like a guy who would say, "Hey, you know what? If you if you need to, just make a change. You yeah. know, if things aren't working out, then do something different." And and, and not necessarily reassuring. Not mm-hmm. like things no. are gonna be great. Yeah. Just like, hey, what if you try something else? That's right. And like, ooh, what if I do? I can't tell you things are gonna be great because there are no guarantees in this life. That's fair. That makes me believe that. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm being convinced of something fake. <laughs> um. So yeah, I m- my my next move <laughs> for me mm-hmm. was uh, I went to New York and moved in with my sister. That was not a very exciting move. That was a very protected. Mm-hmm. Sure, because she was there. Because sometimes you got to do that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then uh, coming out here was probably the big like, oh, starting over again. Yeah, I have a studio apartment with a mattress on the floor. Right. Um, and the one thing that I, after I got here and got my apartment, the thing that I got to make myself feel like it was a home, mm-hmm. I went to the Iliad bookstore and um, <laughs> bought yes. a collection of, uh, Farside cartoons oh, and ab- Bloom County cartoons. Absolutely. And I was like, now I have a home. Yes. I can, <laughs> lie, on okay. the, I can lie on my floor mattress <laughs> mm-hmm. and thumb through these collections mm-hmm. and I'll be fine. Yeah. I'll be fine. And, um, and that poster that says fortune favors the brave. Oh, wow. You got that at Iliad as well? No, no, no. But I got it right at the same time. Wow. I I was like, oh, God, what if this was a huge mistake? Oh, what what if I I never get a job here? Mm. What if I never make friends here? What if this is a big disaster? London was tough. Um, And then I was like, well, fortune favors the brave. Big risks, big, big wins. How long did you have that before you put it in that nice frame? I got right away. Oh, you got it as is? No, I I I got it in that frame is from Ikea. And it has a little mat that I uh, I bought the mat on the internet for, it, I think, like $9. It looks terrific. Thank you. You're I'm a welcome. big fan of Ikea frames with nice mats. <laughs> That's my life hack, guys. Do that. Um, so how? So after your year long in New York was done, you came back here? Yeah, we you were came like, back. Never again? Well, I, I, I think that I have lived long enough to never say never again. Mm. I would I, I I can certainly say it would not be my choice. Yeah. <laughs> it's not it's not what I'm looking to do, but you know, we did like it's it was a it was a rough year because I lived here for such a long time. I hadn't experienced uh all four seasons in such a long time. Oh yeah. And we got there in the fall, which was of course the most beautiful time. Yeah. And then it quickly descended into one of the worst winters they'd had in history. I feel like each winter is that in yeah. New York. Yeah, 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 no yeah. offense, New York. I lived there for for ten years. Yeah, but yikes. Yeah, but That's... but we had people telling us, man, it hasn't been like this in a long time. <laughs> like great. Yeah, but it was it was it was very tough, and I remember just like 
frowning into the wind so many times <laughs> where I'd get a headache. I'd get when I'd finally get inside, like, why does my head hurt? It's like, oh, I've been scowling mm-hmm. <laughs> at the elements that have been just like assaulting me. Um, and and that's, so that's one of the issues I think with New York when I was living there. Mm-hmm. When you get to the end of the day, you feel accomplished because you've survived all of that. Yeah. I would be like, oh, boy, I got a lot left done today. You Did you? made it home. <laughs> yeah. You yes. just lived through it. Yeah. And you feel proud of yourself. So, like, there's, if you don't have a whole lot of goals, that'll make you feel great. Yeah. But if you do, you're like, oh, wait, but what about those actual goals? It is sort of like you start out your day and 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 it's like a a, a slot is lift it up and run like, go yeah and then you have to just like run. something's chasing you have you seen you ready can't player see one it. i have not okay, seen okay because you're describing a scene in okay. <laughs> and then so so your goal is essentially to get as far away from your home as possible but then also make it back to your home yeah once you get to that furthest point yeah um and i i had a really i had a really hard time and i realized so many things about when I was younger and living in uh, a place, I remember being on uh, a train. I had a stand-up gig, and I was taking the train from New York to Philly. And uh, you know, when you when you go through those sections where you're like seeing people's backyards and stuff, mm-hmm. and it's winter, and so you're seeing like the dumb kids' toys and slides mm-hmm. and things mm-hmm. like that, and that yellow frozen grass, mm-hmm. and it took me back to when I was a kid and I realized, oh, I've never liked this. I I didn't realize I didn't like it, but this always made me sad. Mm -hmm. It always made me sad. And I had, I, you know, I'd come out to Los Angeles somewhat reluctantly, as I think a lot of us do, if you're not from California, like I'll go there because I have to. Yeah. And then after living here for a couple of years, I realized this is my home. I I love it here. Like I, I still, I still have a very strong connection to my hometown and my family is still there and I I love going back and visiting my family and friends but I don't know I I don't I can't imagine ever living there again you know mm-hmm. it it really was it, it was a big deal for me to be able to admit to myself I like where I am and 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 also it, it took me so I'm long to realize I'm an LA guy yeah. as a part of that like the the identifying yourself as that like yeah well yeah. it when I finally I remember when I finally started and it was years after I lived here years where when somebody would ask me where I was from, like mm-hmm. out in the world, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I, I It was like, oh, I should say Los Angeles because that's where I've lived for decades now. Yeah. Rather than, you know, giving the whole story of like, well, I started out here and yep. then out of here. It's like, yeah, I live in Los Angeles. That's my home. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It took me a while to start to, to, to shed the New York from that one yeah. when I moved out here. Sure. People were like, where are you from? And I, I would be like, well... New York. I mean, originally Virginia, but New York. <laughs> yeah. You need to know what I've been through. Um, and now it's just like, yeah, no, for yeah. Virginia, that's where I'm from. And, yeah. And now I'm from here. And yeah, if I travel from here, <laughs> I'm from LA. Um, yeah, I, I, I really, I, I love it here. <laughs> yeah. By the end of that trip, by the end of that, that, that gig in New York, you know, t- towards the end, before the show got canceled, we were on, um, we finished the season, we were on hiatus and we were, waiting to hear about the pickup. And it's like, it just seemed like, yeah, the show will get picked up, you know? And um, so we were starting to look at different apartments. You know, we were starting mm-hmm. to look at different neighborhoods. Where were you initially? We were way down in the financial district. Okay, but still Manhattan. That's... Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And and we had this we had this place in this, this high-rise building, um, an incredible view. It was like, mm-hmm. but it was 
It was like a furnished apartment. Yeah, not a lot you know? of character. Yeah, because everything came together so quickly, and it was like you know this job starts in three weeks, and mm-hmm. you know you got to find a place to live, and yeah, yeah, here's yeah. your allowance, you know, mm-hmm. and. When when we were kind of like looking around, I was thinking, okay, I feel like I got a better handle on this because now I know the subway, I know where things are. But I remember, you know, when it got it got cold that first really cold fall day there, and thinking I need to buy a a, a, a hat for the winter, and then realizing. I don't know where to go. I have no idea. <laughs> I have absolutely no idea. I don't even know a direction to go, yeah. a neighborhood where that's, I would go buy a hat. And it made me very sad. That's so funny. My <laughs> big explana- my, my big convincing point for people in New York, once I moved here, mm-hmm. um, more than even the closets, more than anything, <laughs> I would talk to people in New York and I'd be like, hey, okay, you know how like when you need to buy a vacuum cleaner, like what do you do? And they're like, oh, oh God, uh, I mean, I guess. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, 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 right? You either <laughs> buy from the expensive vacuum cleaner place kind of in your neighborhood and then drag mm-hmm. it home or you go down to, I don't know, uh, some place that you heard about, maybe Kmart, something, get it, you put it in the subway, everyone's mad at you, you drag it home that way or you stick it in a cab and then you pay way too much and you're like, I couldn't afford the vacuum in the first place. Mm-hmm. In LA, whatever you want, you just go get it from the place that you want to get it from. <laughs> it's insanely freeing. Yeah. It's like such a small thing that yeah. was huge for me. I was like, oh, I can just go to Ikea or Trader Joe's. It, mm-hmm. I don't have to plan my day around it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't mean for this uh, to be New York therapy, but we've both been through <laughs> We've been through it, man. We've been through it. Yeah. Th- this is what it's like, folks, when two <laughs> ex-New Yorkers get together. It's true. It's true. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so we were we were very we, so we're looking at different neighborhoods, and I was saying like, yeah, I'll, you know, make I'll, I'll make the most of it here. I think I can do it. And then the show got canceled. We're like, let's get back to LA. <laughs> back to palm trees. Yeah. Um, let's do your next song. My next song. So now you're on now now I'm on the ship. Okay. Right. Which class? Well, I mean it's a cheap ticket. I just got to I just had to get out of there. So I'm up on the deck. Yeah, okay. Right. And I'm looking around, but now it's like I've been on the ship for a little while now. Mm. And it's it's a long journey. And so at first there's that feeling of hope and yeah, I'm doing this. But then you're just you're in the process of making the move, you know, you're mm-hmm. in the, you're, you're actually on the journey now, which yeah. is the least fun part. Yeah. The beginning, when the journey begins, the that's fun. Yes. It's the gauntlet. And so I, I feel, I almost went with a different song by this band, but I feel like this song is actually a better song for this playlist. Cashmere by Led Zeppelin. Yeah. This is the song that P Diddy's in, right? Almost, I almost used that one. Did I you? almost used "Come with Me" from Godzilla '98. Uh, I love the Godzilla '98 soundtrack. I just put a song from it on another playlist, and people were like, "What's wrong with you?" Shout out to Michael Penn. Yep. Um, yeah, this the the driving. Yeah. Uh, 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 you know, refrain of this, it gets me every time. And it feels more like a travel song to me than like Immigrant Song does. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Immigrant Song, I was like, that one actually talks about, you know, moving. That <laughs> actually yeah. talks about being an immigrant. But this, there's something about this song that's very evocative to me of um, 
danger of, of, Mm -hmm. you know, not knowing, not knowing what you've gotten yourself into, you Mm -hmm. know, and, but knowing you had no choice, you had to do this, but oh boy, now that I think about it, what's going to happen to me? But staying committed to it. But staying committed to it. Yeah. Like it's like climb, make the climb. You're in it. Yeah. Do it. You're going to set your jaw and you're going to just, what happens, happens. You're going to brace yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And and the the amount that you've invested will be the the amount that you get out of it. It's exactly right. Yeah. Um. I this song reminds me. This is so weird. I one time when I was a kid, uh, we were having a day that was like Eliza gets to choose how we walk to the store. You know, like take a left, take a right. I was, this is a like, family thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was a family thing. Or it was like a Saturday. I think it was probably like I don't know two or three. Like a probably three. Pretty pretty small. Pretty little. This seems like a bad idea. Well, I mean, both of my parents were there. They weren't going to be like, okay, we live in a trash can now. <laughs> but I remember uh, I live at the top of a hill, and there was a street that dead-ended at the bottom of the hill. And so, you know, normally you would take another route and mm-hmm. drive up to it. Um, and I, always funny. I was always doing bits. Sure. Hilarious at three. Uh, we got to that dead end, and, I, and they were like, which way now? And I was like, straight up the hill. And my dad was like all right. And I was like, wait, what? No, that was a joke. Put me on his back and climbed the hill. And it was like all brambles. And I feel like this song is what I hear when I remember (laughs) that. Absolutely. Being like, oh God, we're in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to get up because if you stop, you're not going to get to the top. You got nothing to do, but keep going forward. Yeah. You know that you can't stay where you were. Mm -hmm. You also don't know what's going to be at the top once you climb those brambles. But it's got to be better than the middle. Yeah. Because the middle's nothing. (laughs) The The middle is death. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, I do feel like the, the, the person soundtracked by Kashmir on the steamship would be a little hard to sit with at dinner. Oh, 100%. Little, yeah. 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 yeah, like, yeah. Geez, what are you, uh, what's, what are you, what are you going through here, Paul? I hope it's not one of those like train type situations where you are forced to eat with strangers. I hope that you can just be in a table by yourself. Yeah. Well, I don't, I, I doubt they had enough tables to be at a table by yourself. Maybe you could take your plate and like go find a corner. <laughs> Is that a thing? Yeah, just I, I would just like I'm like a up, big Thanksgiving. Yeah, I'm up on the top deck, eating on, on a porch. bench. <laughs> yeah, on the porch. I'm on, I'm on the boat I'm on porch. The boat porch. <laughs> boat should have porches. <laughs> they really should. I don't see why not. Um, yeah, I think this is uh, this is a great choice, and I think the solve to it mm-hmm. of the intensity of this one would be my next choice. Um, so once you're like ah. What am I doing? I'm in this. I'm fighting my way to my future. And then you look up and you glance at the sky and you're like, oh, but holy shit, it's so beautiful out here in this ocean. Sailing by Christopher Cross. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, look. Are those marlins? What? (laughs) Seagulls? Oh, that's what this is all for. I saw a whale spout. Hey, maybe it's going to be okay. (laughs) Maybe this is... Maybe we're all just living, and we get to choose how we do it. Um, so, yeah. You know, we all come from the ocean. Mm. And back to the ocean we shall go. That's and right. then you dive over the side and you die. <laughs> oh. This is the suicide song. Um, yeah, I, I love this song. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. I feel like if I'm going to listen to a cheesy song, I want it to be the most cheesy. Oh, yeah. I totally agree. And, I totally agree. And this is like... It's it's a it's 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 like a Xanax listening to this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a, no stress, 
yeah, cool. Like this guy fighting his way through, or a girl fighting her way through <laughs> the steamship life. Right. So, this is the moment where she's just laying on the deck, yeah, staring at the sky. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, and re- you guys walk over me. It's gonna yeah. be okay. Realizing, like, oh, it's actually nice here. This yeah. is nice to be out on the on, on the on the water and and looking at the gulls wheeling about overhead. I trust the water. Right. I trust that the water is taking me where I need to yeah. be. Because Let- what are we? Water. Water. Let the water be in charge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. knows. Christopher Cross, another guy. He's not trying to hurt anybody. No. He's just singing his song. I, I think this is a pretty song. Let me sing it for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no hey, need to be a dick listen? about me. <laughs> Come on. It's 90, it's, it's, it's 79. What, what do we have to be upset about? Everything's, <laughs> everything's perfect in the world. We all have great priorities. Um, and politically, things are just going to keep getting better. Better and better and better. And boy, uh, will people with mental health issues be taken care of well. <laughs> And our veterans, it's all going to be good because yep. we're sailing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, this, uh, I, I, I love the song. It's a, it's a very pretty song. Thank it's you. It's a very pretty song. Thanks. I've always been fond of Arthur's Theme by Christopher mm-hmm. Cross. Mm-hmm. Um, when You Get Caught Between the Noon. When You Get Caught Between the Noon. The Noon and New York The Noon and New York City. <laughs> uh, what were his other hits? I know he had other hits. Um, he had like a good string for a couple of years. Christopher Cross's uh, Arthur's Theme Sailing, Ride Like the Wind. Ride Like the Wind! Oh, he can be cool. Yeah. He can be badass. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, he's probably tired afterwards, but he can do it. <laughs> More like Ride Like the Wind did, am Ooh, I right? yikes. Like, Sit down for a while. Cross. We're not going to judge. Roasted. It's okay. <laughs> Yeah, somebody needed to take him down. Oh, I hope he doesn't hear this. Christopher Cross, no, don't I listen. do apologize. Do Peter don't Cetera. listen. Do Peter Cetera now. <laughs> um, yeah. And do your next song? Okay. All right. We've had the determination. Mm-hmm. We've had the hopefulness. Mm. We've had the roughness of the journey. Mm. But eventually, that journey ends, and you <laughs> see yourself pulling into port... And this song, which I think is a a very beautiful, hopeful song, it always makes me think of my wife, Tuesday Morning by the Pogues. It's very pretty. Right? Like you yeah. see the city now, you're pulling in, the sun is shining. Maybe some clouds are parting. I don't want to be it, greedy about it. <laughs> it's definitely, it's like, it, it's reassuring. Yeah. Like, it's not even hopeful as much, much as it's like, oh, I it's going to be. I can do this. This is going to be yeah. good. Yeah. This, this is going to be, gonna be right. okay at yeah. least, yeah, if yeah, not yeah. much better than okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Pogues, I, I, it's another, like, um, this, all, all of your choices made me like, go, oh, I need to listen to way more by these people. Why don't I listen to more of the Pogues? I feel like my it, my whole Pogues understanding was uh, the, the the Christmas, like... Um, the fairy tale of New York. York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was that. I'm like, oh man, they did other songs? <laughs> I'm outing myself as a music idiot on this one. <laughs> no, come on. There's so no, much, no, no. Everybody there's has so their, much stuff. Yes, well, yeah, exactly. We all have our like, bubbles of stuff that we but like. I, I know what you feel about those blind spots because it mm-hmm. always feels like, oh, I mean, ever, I've heard this band mentioned so many times and I know this one song yeah. and I, I like that song, but I've never been motivated to check out the rest of their catalog. But it's like 
there's a lot of stuff out there. They just yeah. keep making more music. I know. It's like, not getting aren't, rid of we, the, aren't we done yet? Yeah. And they're not getting rid of the old music either. Yeah. They're keeping it around. Well, see, that's why I don't record anything that I make. Right. That's why I just, I improvise it because I'm like, come on, guys, we got enough that's now. Right. We got enough. Nobody you, needs these. You improvise it. You do it through a toilet paper tube mm-hmm. and then it's gone forever. Yep. yep. And I pay my rent with wishes. <laughs> wishes and dreams. <laughs> I all my list almost was all Pogue songs. Really? Um, because they have a lot of, I mean they 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 have a lot of originals, but they also have a lot of uh, a lot of great covers kind of, stuff, of oh yeah, yeah 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 great covers of of old you know Irish tunes and and that are like all really amped up you know mm-hmm. that was the, that was their thing like they started out as this this um, this band that interpreted traditional Irish music, but kind of with a punk aesthetic where it was, it was super fast. And, um, you know, just like the, these songs had never been really played this way before recorded this way before. And then they started writing more and more of their own music and branching out into different styles. And this is like one of their much later songs. Like after they, they, uh, Shane McGowan, the lead singer had, either left the band or been kicked out of the band or or went into a coma or something. I don't know. He's a he's a bit of a handful, that guy. <laughs> okay. Um and this is this is this was their first big single after uh he had left the band and where you would think um, you know, well, this could be the end of this band, you know, having lost this guy who was very much like the 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 front man and the and the symbol of the band, you mm-hmm. know. Um and for them to do this song, which is a very sweet, um, you know, uh, I think a wonderful romantic song that doesn't have any. I mean, not that not that Shane McGowan didn't also have um, poetic songs. He was he was very poetic actually, but this was this was very poppy. And even though it's using all the instruments they always used, it's a, it's a it's a bit of a different sound for them. But I I love this song so much. And it reminds you of your wife. Yeah, it does. Nice. It does. It always does. And mm. you know, it's a it's a very it is very hopeful and it is very uh it is very reassuring and you know the the whole point of the song is um you know, I knew that you would be there. I knew that you would be there. And mm-hmm. to to you know, embark on some kind of journey and and to be able to have somebody that you can say that of is no small thing. Yeah. And sometimes it's not a a person yeah, exactly. Or even a person that you are counting on, but just like the concept of a person. Yeah. Like someone's going to be there. Eliza, may I blow your mind for Oh my gosh, yes. What if the person is you? <gasps> I knew I was going to be there. What if you're your I own? I met me? Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't seen it. <laughs> okay, all right, okay, okay. Well, a little bit of a, not too much of a. A major spoiler. Okay, okay well, okay, we'll take that out. Um, <laughs> come on, it's been out for like five years now. You're allowed to spoil things after a while. I honestly, which one is that again? Um, that's that? <laughs> that's the one with the with the mouse and he and his sister are both coming to America and then they get separated. <laughs> okay, yeah. Oh, I have seen this one. Yeah, okay. I have seen, Yeah, okay. <laughs> Um, uh, I, we, you know, what spoilers, um, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Um, but yeah, I mean, well, in the end, that is all you have is Mm -hmm. you. Yeah. Mm. So you better get on board with liking yourself. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. It's true. I had a friend who had a podcast, um, uh, Dave Ross used to have a podcast Mm -hmm. where he, he would ask, why do you hate yourself? 
oh, the beginning God. of it. And Jesus. and I love Dave, and I love the beginning this. of it. Yes. Did people know this was going to be the yes. question? Okay, yeah, because it was always the question. All right, all right, all right, well, he right. he was three. That's it was like, fair. why do you hate yourself? What are you scared of? Or something like something. At first, it was just why do you hate yourself? Yeah. Um, and I love Dave, and I loved that podcast. But when I did it, I remember being like startled by the question, even though I knew it was coming. Yeah. Being like, oh, I, but I don't hate myself. I mean, I get frustrated with right. myself, and but I don't hate myself. She's she's done a lot of nice stuff. She she has cool friends. I don't hate myself, and I feel like like yeah. But it's 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 sad how often that is the case and how accepted it that is. It's it's a it's a difficult thing, and and I think there's peaks and valleys to it. And you know, there's there's been times in my life where, I mean, I I, I think most of us are not raised in a culture. No matter, I think that's maybe more of a modern thing, but but. Even still, raising a culture that that encourages you to like yourself or mm. to or to say to be able to own a phrase like "I'm a good person," mm-hmm. you know, or I I like the I, for me the the concept of self love of loving who you are. It's always been like, how do you do that? Like, what? How do you? How do you? It's. To me, it's more like, how do you know when you're doing that? <laughs> how, do, how do I know when I've got... Because yeah. like, just to say it is one thing, but to really feel like... It almost feels like a, 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 a maybe based on my upbringing of, uh, you know, my, my parents were, you know, greatest generation. They were like mm-hmm. depression babies. My dad fought in fucking World War II. And like, and we were Catholic and we were, we lived in Philadelphia and we were like lower middle class. And it was not like the, the... Getting into the concept of loving yourself was way low on the list of priorities, mm-hmm. you know. And so, for me to be able to say, like, I never, I never understood how you, how you say it, and it makes sense to you. Like, yeah. I love myself, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, I definitely remember a phrase that and I think I've mentioned on this podcast before that that I found that I think was very damaging and hurt a lot in my childhood was um, uh, uh, between from other kids, like, oh, she thinks she's so great. Like that would Ugh. be the like think like that was so damning when yeah. you were in, yeah, in yeah. school. Oh, a, how dare a, you think you're so great? It was a terrible accusation. And now yes. I'm like, oh, everyone should, should think they're like great enough. Yeah. At least. <laughs> exactly. Um They shouldn't think they're so horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of those concepts that I feel like get thrown around and no one explains how. Yeah. Like be yourself. Yeah. Love yourself. Yeah. Forgive people. Like, okay, I want to do all that stuff. Yeah. Can we break some of them down? A thing that really was helpful for me was the idea of forgiving yourself and being able to say, and it's it's a thing that that is very helpful for me a lot of the time is like, um, I I'm doing the best I can. Yeah, you know, give yourself a break. Yeah, and it's like when I find myself being so down on myself for whatever thing, to say, um. Hey, you're tr- you're trying really hard, and you know you're not always you're not always going to do it, and you can't expect this to happen overnight. And you know whatever kind of self improvement that you want to make, things take time. And also, like you know, it's you can't have crazy expectations, and you know it's like it's hard enough. 
I, I I try to keep this in mind when I think of other people too. It's hard enough just to be walking around. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of stuff that you have to deal with as a as a human being. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of anguish. There's a lot of disappointment. You know, there's so many things in life that are fantastic that are little tiny things that make all the fucking difference. But mm-hmm. there's there's a lot you got to deal with. And and the older you, the more the longer you're on this earth, the more things you have to deal with. There's a certain type of Peace that comes from over here, but then there's also you're not done having experiences that you haven't had before and learning how to deal with them, you know. So, like the idea of like it's just you're okay, you're yeah. okay, you know, you're trying, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that actually, like, given for for me the the phrase in my head is like just give yourself a break. Yeah, like uh, absolutely, just 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 chill out a little bit, give yourself a break, and um, and as far as like expectations i one little trick i have is to think about what would me from two years ago think of me today that's a great one um because it's like yeah of course there's always going to be more things that you want to do and more things that you want to change about yourself perhaps Mm -hmm. but you've done some work already you've probably done a lot of work absolutely um but yeah, uh, so give yourself a break. What would I do from previous you could think of today? Oh, also, what you were saying reminded me that it, I that concept also made it really easy. It changed my relationship with people I don't like. Like absolutely, the people that absolutely I don't have to prove to myself or to them or to other people why I don't like them. Yeah, it's just like. Yeah, we don't really jam, and that's okay. Yeah. And you got stuff you're working on. Exactly. And good luck. I hope I, I don't really want you in my lane. Yeah. But but it doesn't have to be I all or nothing. Succ- I mean, at this point, half of the time I'm like, gosh, I hope they succeed. So yeah. like they're in a whole different world. <laughs> but it doesn't always have to be. It's not always like either we're best friends or we're mortal enemies. Yes, it's or just like, like I, it's there's something wrong with me or yeah, them that we don't get along. Exactly. No, there's just, just like, like some, we're different people yeah. and we don't really mesh together. Yeah, and, you're in different keys, different yeah. rhythms, whatever. You go do your thing and we don't have to hang out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and a lot of that came from just self-acceptance. Yeah, 100%. Being like, it's okay who I am, so it's okay who you are, person I don't like. <laughs> and with that, <laughs> my last song for this um, this is where I really was like, all right, I've resisted these soundtrack songs. <laughs> I gotta have one in. My ideal pick was not on Spotify. No. Oh. It was Let the River Run, New Jerusalem by Carly Simon. I don't know why it's not on, and I don't want a weird acapella version of it. But <laughs> right. Before you play it. Will I know this song? Oh, when I hear you it? will know this. Okay, because the title is not ringing anymore. Oh, the one that I just said. Yeah, that's not what it is. Oh, that was <laughs> that was that was an that was a consideration. Oh, okay, okay. So that okay. was a runner-up that All I right. didn't pick because I it's see. not on. T- you right. you for sure will. It's, Let the river run, the New Jerusalem, the New Jerusalem. I feel like I did it now, Aristotle. Why was that in Working Girl? <laughs> That was when they were on the um, the Staten Island Ferry, right? Going from Staten Island to <laughs> New York to Manhattan. Why that song? Uh, I guess New because York. They was were like on a river. The New Jerusalem. <laughs> they were on a river. I don't know. It made it all seem like very like uplifting. So yeah. So that's not what I chose. <laughs> um, I also didn't choose Somewhere Beyond the Sea. Um, by Bobby Darren because I'm like that's not my feeling about this that's too slick Um, but 
I did choose Salisbury Hill by Peter Gabriel. Oh. Because I started with Genesis, I'm ending with Genesis. How about it? (laughs) I'm glad you kept them far apart. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I bookended. (laughs) It's Um, like me and my wife aisle to aisle. Yeah, there you go. There's a drink card in between them. We're the Peter Gabriel and Phil Collins of couples. Oh, which, no, I don't want to know which is which. Um, So yeah, it makes me a little bit sad that this has been so worked over by movies, but even more than movies, trailers. Trailers, any movie, you just stick this or you make my dreams come true in it. There you go. <laughs> I love that song, by the way. That's a great song. You and perfect for oh, montages. It's so good. Any, I mean, I hear that song and I'm like, imagining myself trying on hats. Yeah. I'm imagining myself <laughs> getting better at working out. Just whatever kind of montage you need. But um, Salisbury Hill, it, I think it has like a really like hopeful Absolutely. feeling. And that, that like... I don't know what's gonna what I'm about to find, but I'm gonna go fucking find it. Yeah, it works every time. Yeah, it's 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 a weird. It's one of those weird songs that is overused and yet 100 percent effectiveness rate. <laughs> yeah, you see why they're doing. I yeah. mean, I honestly don't know why Peter Gabriel isn't like number one on everybody's call sheet for any kind of soundtrack. He's he got, man, kills it. He really does. He's got. He is. He has a a a bunch of. Hits like they were hits oh. that are very in your eyes. Very, yeah, that are extremely emotional. Yeah, that I've gotten choked up to this song many times. You know, Hill. do you know the song "Family Snapshot"? No, that's a song that I think about all the time. It's a Peter Gabriel song. Peter Gabriel song about, I believe, the Kennedy assassination. It's mm-hmm. definitely about an assassination. I, let's just call it the Kennedy assassination. <laughs> but it's about like the relationship between the um, the assassin and his uh um target mm-hmm. um and th- there's a line in it like we were meant for each other you and me wow yeah and like every time every time someone <laughs> is like crossing some boundaries with me in right. the fan space i'm like <laughs> oh no what is this weird twitter relationship that right. i have with this stranger who thinks they own me <laughs> it's very strange sometimes yeah it's like like some sort of flip side like negative image um affair love affair yeah uh that i think he he wrote about in a really fascinating way i gotta check out that song i don't yeah. know if i've heard it that's a cool song um, um, another uh, another one of his that i was so happy when they used it in the americans um here comes the flood mm. um it's so uh, like just those there's a certain type of production, like those epic sweeping songs from from that era, from like, you know, late seventies, early eighties, where it there's a it's hard to describe. Where there's it's almost like there's a coldness to it. There's well, a distance. Like, th- th- there's the, so much of the digital stuff was new, and yeah. they were like playing with aspects of it. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. I think there was a little bit of coldness with yeah. that because they, everything they were used to doing was so almost tactile with the yeah. instruments and voices. Well, it's everything. like, you know, the, the from the days of production where everyone was in the room at yeah. the same time, you yeah. know, and, um, but there, but the, that coldness that kind of works, it's very evocative and it, 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 it puts you at a distance. Like, I, I don't know how to also put it, except it sounds far away. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? It sounds like you are, it feels like you are on a hill. You are witnessing this song. You know, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're seeing the story play out and you are like, um, you're almost like a ghost that's watching this happen. No one can see you. Mm-hmm. They don't know you're there and you're just watching this, this, this tableau. But, um, he's got, he's got a few songs like that that are like just huge in that way. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, he did the the soundtrack to Last Temptation, Last Temptation yeah. of Christ, too, yeah. um, which I was like, oh, is, this, is this Peter Gabriel? And then at one point I was like, oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> it most yeah, this is definitely is Peter Gabriel. Peter Gabriel. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I love him and I love this song. Um, and uh, if, if, and to listeners, if you feel you have heard it too much, I invite you to put on new ears and listen again. Yes. While staring at some stranger walking with a backpack <laughs> to a new life <laughs> or boarding a steamship. If you can set eyes upon an hobo. Yes. Perhaps with a bindle. A bindle over his shoulder. Yeah, perhaps a dog with a, a bandana. He's chalking a fence, mm. saying warm pies are to be found mm. here. Oh. Or a kindly family <laughs> will allow you to sleep in their shed. Trailers for sale or rent. Um, <laughs> oh, that's that's my family song. Is it King of the Road? By what does that mean? It was it was like a song that my dad used to sing when uh, when we were young, and and he worked on the railroad. Uh, um, and it just became like adopted by my family. Everyone knows all the words, and we'll sing. We'll we'll frequently sing it when we get together. That's adorable. Yeah. We're we're a pretty adorable family. <laughs> that does not shock me. <laughs> I don't think my family has a family song. We all have different tastes. Although my father did used to tell me that he met my mother by coming up to her and singing, Hello, I love you, won't you tell me your name? Oh my god. Hello, I love you, won't you jump in my game? <laughs> and I was like, Oh, so when I heard that song, I was like, Oh weird. This is totally cribbed from my dad. Um <laughs> Did he know the doors? Um so yeah. Oh, he loved how the part where it was a door song. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did oh my dad? Yeah, my dad was one of those like I'm telling you jokes. I'm lying to you. Did you ever have <laughs> when I was a kid? When you were like a teenager, or, or even in your early twenties, did you ever have a boy who passed off an actual song as something that he had written? <gasps> no, but I did have. A you know boy. people that have happened to. That, I d- happened I don't. To. That is bold. Oh. that's like that's a sociopath move because you are yeah. for sure going to get found yeah. out. Oh, I've never had that, but I have had guys who passed off songs about me that were about many ladies. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this song is about me. And then sure. like met sure another girl who was like, yeah, no, he and I went to that place. That was about me. I'm like, oh, but we, oh fuck, this guy wow. just told everybody. And more than one guy too. Wow. Yeah, I got to type. <laughs> type is that they lie to me about songs they write. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, final choice for this playlist, pulling into port. Look, now you're in the new place. Yes. And who knows how long you've been there at this point, Mm -hmm. but it might be time to move on again. Oh, wow. Because life is short and long at the same time. Mm -hmm. And, um, sometimes you think your journey is over, but guess what? I don't know where I'm all. (laughs) So this is... Is it really so strange by the Smiths? Mm. Mm. He had to go here. He had to go there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had to go uh, from there back to here again. He killed a horse for some reason. <laughs> I mean, I think that's part of every journey. Yeah. Well, as much as we don't like to admit this. Yeah. I, I mean, you saw Homeward Bound, right? Exactly. Yeah. Where the cat and the dog <laughs> killed Kill that horse. horse. <laughs> <laughs> journey and Natty Gan. They all just kill a horse. Oh, so many horse kills. Those are my two journey movies. Yeah. Those are the top two, I think. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Those two. And the behind the music about journey. 
Um, <laughs> those are all my favorite Journey songs. Um, you big Smiths fan? Uh, I'm a selective Smiths fan. You know, mm. um, I I certainly like uh, I certainly like all the hits. Um, I'm not a um, I'm I'm not a devoted Smiths fan, but I but man, the songs the I songs like, that I like I really like. I feel like most people are either fully devoted Smiths. Yeah. I don't I don't meet many Smiths dabblers. Yeah, I mean I I like them I like them as a pop group. I I think they they made a lot of fun songs, but they the you know the the Morrissey thing never spoke to me in that way. Yeah, because I think I got I think I discovered them later. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. when I was when I was a teenager, I had no idea who they were, and mm-hmm. it didn't. Um, I, I think in my the first time I encountered them was maybe in my early twenties. You know, mm-hmm. and um, that was not my scene at the time, and, uh, and so it didn't. I didn't seek them out. I didn't really. Um, I, I didn't really get into them or listen to them at all. And then later, um, when I when I heard those songs, my feeling was it wasn't like, oh, this really touches me deeply somewhere in my soul. It's like this guy's funny. Like yeah. these songs are funny. See, for me, the journey was when I first heard him. I was like, this guy is ridiculous. Yeah, he's really silly, and I can't. And like, I'm kind of embarrassed for him. <laughs> Uh, why are you guys taking him seriously? He's a joke. And then heard him later and was like, oh, he knows that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he's in on it. Yeah. Everything's a joke. Like, yeah. this is all like, he's not, it's it's not as morbidly serious yeah. as I had thought he was putting it across. There's so many funny lyrics in his songs and, you know, it's, it's a real shame that you that know, he's he gone is, south. Yeah. <laughs> he's not so funny anymore. No. That joke isn't funny anymore. No, no. Yeah, but I mean, I you know, it's like it's, I kind of feel the same thing with Roseanne where it's like, well, if this person created these things at a different time in their life. Yeah. And was essentially a different person and it mm-hmm. spoke to you in a way that was meaningful, is that isn't that still valuable? I mean, it's. Mm-hmm. I think it's different than, like, say, an R. Kelly, um, mm-hmm. where you are literally by listening to his stuff, like, supporting and profiting off of the gross thing that he does. Yeah. Since his music is sex jams mm-hmm. and his crime is sex jams. Yeah. So, but like with people like that, it's like well, it's so rare where you can make your <laughs> the thing you love doing your work. Yeah. Uh, you know, they say if you find if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Right. Uh, you'll just destroy lives. R. Um, Kelly, the living about of that. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like uh, these people that kind of they they their paths turn and they yeah. no longer are who you need them to be. The the separating the art from the artist thing is um I think is always it's it's a very uh, I was going to say tricky, but I don't think it's tricky. I think it's just it's your personal thing because sometimes you know somebody somebody that you liked does a thing that you don't like and then you just feel it like I'm done with that person. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I won't yeah. watch these movies anymore. You got I won't, a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah, it's like yeah. I can never not see that. But then there's other people where it's like that guy's gross, but I still like this song a lot, mm-hmm. and I can't help it. You know. Yeah. Um. And it's 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 such a I don't know. I'm trying to for me. I'm trying to figure out is it is it uh genre specific? Is it easier yeah. to do with music than it is with acting? You know, or or directing or something? Are there uh, painting, you know, like, is it easier to enjoy the work of Picasso um, because there's a remove in that medium where you're saying, I'm looking at this thing and I'm I'm able to 
take from this what I want to take from this. You can have your own relationship yes. with it in yeah, a yeah, different yeah. way. Yeah, because yeah. especially with acting, like their face is there. And it's yeah, really hard to be absolutely. like, that's my face. Yes. It's like, no, 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 that's your face and yeah. I don't like things about you. Yeah. Um, whereas, yeah, with a song, with a painting, um, that it, it can be yours. Yeah. I, um, this is a weird comparison, but I started a, like this little silly 365 blog at mm-hmm. a certain, like years ago, like eight years ago, where every day I would post a, a different photo of a cute animal and the terrible thoughts that that animal could be having. Right. And I'd had other, ex- other projects like that before, but they I were. I feel like I remember this. It's called Nasty Cute. Yeah. Yeah. It got, yeah, it got yeah, a, little, yeah. a little popular. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so for a while, so I'd had other things like that, but they always were about me and like my observations on my life or mm-hmm. whatever. My name was attached. Um, this didn't have my name on it. And somehow I, I like it took off like nothing else at right. the time. I think because my name wasn't attached to it. Mm-hmm. So people could be like, this is me. Yeah. This is a me thing. Not a, I like an Eliza Skinner thing. Yeah. And I think that's true with a lot of stuff. Like we, we compile, we create our ideas of ourselves by this like little list of what are the things I like? What are the sounds I like? Yeah. And then they, they belong to you. There is, that's it. I think that's a perfect example because there is something specifically about like internet stuff, Mm -hmm. the way we consume that those sort of anonymous accounts, you know, Mm -hmm. that, that post a funny thing or even like, I guess I I don't see a lot of like, you know, just like heartfelt sweet things, but (laughs) When you but they're are, definitely the the, the inspirational for, oh, for sure. stuff is just yeah, not what absolutely. you and I particularly yeah. consume that much. But of. I think that um, yeah, being able to it also feels like it's just for you yeah. because there's no name attached to it. Yep, and it feels like oh, this is. This is like a secret private thing that I've discovered and somebody, <laughs> it just got put there Yeah, and it's for me. Yeah. It's one of the, the descriptors of me, yeah. not work that someone else did. Yeah. 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 Cause I know that feeling of, I've had that feeling of like ever so slight disappointment mm-hmm. when you see the person behind one yes. of those things like, Oh, even right. when they start putting their name on it. Yeah. When it goes from, oh, this cute parody account to this cute parody account by person. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I guess you're proud of yourself. Like, <laughs> you, you have been loving that person's content. <laughs> right. And now you don't like it as much right. just because they d- eat. Yeah, like they, they have a corporal they body. Credit for it. <laughs> like, yeah. Corporeal body. Anyway. Um, thank you so much for doing this. Skinzy, thank you for having me. This was lovely. It was lovely indeed. I think we made a great playlist. <laughs> I hope somebody loads it in their. Um, streaming device and boards a steamship load that in your streaming device and board <laughs> yeah. a steamship yeah yeah that is my big insult uh, <laughs> that's how you sign off every episode it's how i break up with every guy <laughs> uh, where can people find you uh i'm at pf Tompkins on all the social things and um i have a podcast that eliza has been on a couple times now called spontaneous nation comes out every monday on uh, earwolf and all the usual podcast places it's a real delight yeah and go to uh paulftompkins.com slash live and see if i will be anywhere in your general vicinity soon Ooh, what a treat (laughs) (laughs) your words not mine no it's all me (laughs) thanks thank you thank you for listening to cool playlist i'm eliza skinner you can follow me on twitter at at eliza skinner you can follow the podcast at at cool playlist pod you can also find our website at coolplaylistpod.com and you can find links to all the playlists we make and anything we talk about and our patreon we don't have advertisers so we rely on patreon co-producers like you 
The theme music is by Ross Bryant. The art and logo is by D. Billy at Duchess in the Queen Studio. And the podcast is produced by cool DJ Aristotle Acevedo. Oh, and you can always rate and review us on iTunes. Everybody loves that. Bye.